Bugs, 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 bugs. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. That's Kayla, and that is Lindsay. And today, we are in a very official recording studio. Yes, and I also want to apologize to anyone who is watching this on the video, because I just saw Lindsay's husband do a funny dance uh, through the window, so I was cracking up and forgot I was being recorded visually. Um, Well, we had him help us (coughs) hit the record button on the video as he walked out so yes um so he he killed it he killed it at his job um so let's see if i can kill it at the rest of mine (laughs) (laughs) guys today's also a very 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 special day because Lindsay and i are recording in person yeah it's exciting it's so exciting so i mean we have known each other for seven or eight yeah Yeah. definitely and obviously we lived near each other but then I had to move to San Diego I had to um (laughs) which is great I love San Diego of course um but you're not there I'm not there and it really sucks like that part I mean like not having us together sucks in general because when when you lived here we spent all of our time together we did we did like it was just like Kayla was another aesthetic in the house, essentially. It, it's so true. Um, and then, and then you moved. Uh, well, first off, first off, you moved to Oakland, and I then did. I was like, "Well, I don't see her as much." But we worked together. Yes. And then, and then you moved jobs, and then you moved, and then I was like, "Well, what the hell, guys?" Like, I know. But yeah. it's okay. But it's okay. It's it's not your fault. It's mine. I'm stuck in my little town. Um, one second. Oh, wow. Do I sound better? Yes. Oh, I do. Yes. I can't tell from myself. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was kind of going in and out a little bit. And so, at least through my headphones, I was like, oh. Um. So, how have you been? I, okay, so, I've been good. Um, I've been good. But so last night, and I I showed you this picture. So I told my niece, Samaya, I was like, look, I know she's, she really wants to read chapter books. She wants to get good at them. And I told her like the best way you can do that baby is by practicing. So then I told her what we'll do is every night we will call, I will call her and we will like read, she'll read to me every single night. And so she was like, okay, cool. So we started last night. And oh. and so she was so excited. And we were going to do it for 30 minutes a night because that's what the teacher said, do yeah. 30 minutes. And then she was so cute because as she was reading, she was like, Angie Kayla, can we do um, 40 minutes instead? And I was like, absolutely. She's like, okay, like 40 or 50. And I said, baby, you read as long as you want. And so she read to me for over an hour. Holy shit. I know. We got through three chapters of wow. the Nancy Clancy book. So cute. And so I was like, my baby girl, she's so cute. And then I was like, I'm sorry, um, can you please show me the pictures? And so she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. 
And she started showing me the pictures after every go. And it was just, and it was so great. Like cheering her on and like, because I'm a big reader. My family's not huge readers. And I can tell Samaya wants to read. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be your cheerleader. That um, is so, so cute. It's so cute. And it was so I cute too because she was trying to sound out certain words. And I was like, oh, baby, I think that's guitar. Like she would say gu- gooey, oh. gooey ter or something. And I was like, baby, I think that's guitar. And she was like, oh, you're a good reader. And oh, my like, God. Thank you. It was the that's sweetest so thing. So that's how I've been. How about you? Good. I mean, we traveled, obviously, <laughs> to get here. Um, and so last night, well, to backtrack a little bit more, I have not had my eyebrows or my <laughs> face waxed in since January mm-hmm. because I usually do it on a three-month um, cadence. And so March hit, and that's when COVID hit. And so I have not had my face waxed or my eyebrows waxed, or even tweezed, because I don't trust myself with the tweezers. <laughs> I, w- I will over tweeze if I start tweezing. So I'm like, not even gonna bother. Um, so I just let it grow, it was terrible. Um, so last night I came into Fairfield and Emma, my sister, was like, I'll wax your face for you. I was like, great, let's do it. So she starts on my cheeks and she wants to do my eyebrows last because she's a little nervous about it. Um, starts on my cheeks and I'm laying on her bed and uh, she had also just done my hair because mm-hmm. we were testing out for the wedding that we're going to. And I'm laying down and I just feel a glob of wax <gasps> fall into my hair. And she just goes, <gasps> and I'm like, what happened? She's like, oh, nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. And then I start feeling like tugging on my <gasps> hair. And I'm like, what no. did you do? She's like, it's just a little bit, it's just a little bit. And I'm like, okay, are you gonna get it out? And she's like, yeah, I'm figuring it out. And she's like Googling and she's like, <gasps> I'm gonna go grab some shampoo. So she grabs shampoo and as she's like rubbing the shampoo in my hair, I feel like just, it's so hard. It's already hardened obviously. And it's like, she is tugging at my hair. Yeah, and turns out it was a big glump, like glop, glump, whatever, <laughs> glop of hair, uh, glop of wax. And um, she did get a, a lot of it out, but she did have to end up cutting a lot of it out too. Oh no! So yeah, so that was a little nerve wracking. At first I was like, am, am I gonna have a bald spot? But it was literally like the back piece of my hair because I was laying down. So it was like the very back piece of my hair. Yeah. So it's not that big of a deal. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. Like literally maybe like 20 strands of hair. It's like, this is like the modern day little women. Right. <laughs> right. Sort of issue. Yeah. Even though true. that happens too, you know, that's we true. get, we have hair burnt off by curling irons, yes. but now we also have hair being waxed off. Waxed <laughs> off. Yeah. Well, and she also had done my sideburns and she got a few pieces of like oh, long no. hairs from my sideburns too which was fine like it's not that big of a deal because she was shaping them uh-huh so it's oh fine god. oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. um but um i trust her completely yeah of course my face looks good she did miss some spots around my lips so mm-hmm. we'll just do it again tonight and it'll be fine oh my god yeah. i've never had my whole face waxed you never have never your face looks so smooth thank you mine i feel like when my i do my makeup it starts clumping uh-huh. in the spot like especially around my lip uh, I, I just have a lot of hair there so then my makeup clumps a little bit yeah and then like my in between my eyebrows I got a lot and then like on the side of my jaw 
just like peach fuzz. Yes. Well, you know, actually what I have is I have these, (laughs) I bought this pack of like facial razors from, um, it was on Amazon, I think. I know you hate Amazon, but this was a while ago before (laughs) we hated Amazon as much. Um, And it was like a pack of 60 facial razors. Okay. And it was for like eleven bucks. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm absolutely pretty, getting the, getting that. Legit. And then the nice thing is, say I'm putting together like some sort of a cute little like self care package for someone. Yeah. I always include one of those little razors. Cute. It's so nice. And like, so I use that for like my upper it. lip. Okay. Yeah. And like, and also to help shape my eyebrows a okay. little bit. So it's a good exfoliator. Yes. Yeah. See, so like, and yeah, but I've, I've had some, some bad issues with that. So. Oh no. <laughs> That's a story for another day, folks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, got a burp. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll edit this. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, so today oh my gosh. we're talking about my sister the serial killer yes we are so excited about this book oh my gosh it was so good Lindsay. like first off what did you think about it like Um, like how did you like it it's my favorite book is it like ever i think honestly i literally was so hooked on this book that i will i would read it again right now and i just finished it on monday Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? Um, I loved it. No, no, I loved it. It's, it's, I would say it's one of my favorite books and definitely probably one of my favorites of the year. But I was, I think I mentioned this to you. If it's not my favorite book, then it's definitely one of my favorite um, like layouts of books. Yes. Because like, you know, this book is only 224 pages. Yeah, there's not a lot of pages. No. Yeah. Quick read. Yeah. Like one, two days max. Well, and that's what I told you. So I had picked it up. I'm, I'm had read it for two book clubs. I'm in, did this book. And so I started reading it and I told you, I was like, you need to get this book now yes. and we need to talk about it because it is the easiest read ever mm-hmm. so easy to read you literally just spin through the book and you're done and yes. you're like how the hell did I just finish this in one sitting but you do because it's so quick and easy yes it's so quick and it's so funny too because I was like I I would be reading it and then I was just like oh how long has it been and then I like look at the clock it hasn't been that long how did I read 40 pages in that small amount of time right. and it's because like you know I've never read a book like this never such small they're not even chapters they're They're like little vignettes they are exactly thank you exactly because here's the thing Uh, when you're looking at the book some of the you know quote-unquote chapters that we're talking about they actually some of them will have the same titles so you'll have a few that are called father right several that are called father actually and i was curious what your thoughts were on what the titles (laughs) of these little vignettes were i loved them because i didn't think of them they weren't really like reference not that they weren't references it was kind of all-encompassing but it wasn't like it's not like harry potter where it's like the unforgivable vow or or the unforgivable curse or whatever yeah um and so i really i liked that they were a little bit more vague and more like okay father so we know that this chapter is going to be kind of a a throwback a callback to their father Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. number one 
Is that what? Oh, yeah. Number one. one. Yep. Like, yeah. uh, Genuinely, I loved it. Uh, Games. There was one called Games Games or The Game or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So that's that was the interesting thing was like it was so it, it took me a second to get used to it because I was like, okay, okay. Okay. Oh. oh. Like that. Yeah. That was just how it how Same. it happened. Um and it was really so interesting. I, I really, really enjoyed those chapters. I loved them because like you said, like they are really just vignettes because right. it's all all it is is like, okay, now this is a short snippet about her father. Now this is a a conversation about games. Now this is a secret. Now this is this. Now this is that. But then it just connected so well and you didn't have to have you know how books typically you know an end of the chapter ends with some dialogue or some thoughts and then the next chapter like gives you a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. this book was not like that at all no it really was like a puzzle piece but it all came together and I had mentioned this before it really the book starts and it drops you into this moment in time without giving you details really so it's like okay we're dropping in on Corette is the main character and her sister is had just murdered someone yes (laughs) and I loved sorry sidetracking but I loved her OCD and cleaning up the crime scene that was my favorite (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh I was like if my sister killed someone and called me and said hey come clean up for me a hundred percent I would be down for that I don't know about the body part but the cleaning up, I would be so down for that. That's totally my type of situation. You're like, um, I can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I will bring the bleach and I will scrub every inch of this bathroom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really liked how it just drops you into this moment. And there were so many details that like, I didn't know what, what country they're in or Mm -hmm. what city they're in or how old they are or you know all these little things and you slowly learn it as you are Mm -hmm. progressing in the book and I really really like that because not only did it keep me guessing but it was also like do we always need to know these details before we jump into a book yeah you know do we really why can't we just jump into the action and learn them as we go I just felt like it was such a great experience that I felt like I was right there with them. Oh, absolutely. The whole thing played like a movie. It really did. The entire thing. That's why, I mean, honestly, like when you're in the middle of a movie, I mean, you'll have a scene that's just super quick, done. And then that's how this was. Right. It was just like all of a sudden it's like, she flashes back to uh, the the one that I'm specifically thinking about. I I can't recall the, the title of the chapter, but she has a dream about Femi. Yes. And yep. that one totally played like like a movie scene because yep. she's having a dream about him and then he slowly starts to become, uh, actually that might have been, that one was Tate actually. But uh, but yeah, she she's actually like talking to Femi and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, well you know what she did. And he takes her to another, mm-hmm. he takes her to where his body was and she sees, she's talking to him, but she's looking at his dead body and and it's like it's just this nightmare for her mm-hmm. um and so it was such a i think that the whole chapter was about a half a page yeah okay. and some of them were like two sentences yeah yeah and oh. it was just so beautifully done oh yeah i was just really really impressed with the format 
the story because i expected it being so short and when you start reading it and you're seeing these little chapters you're kind of like oh it's going to be more plot heavy right Mm -hmm. because it's so short we have a lot to pack in no it was all character all every single bit of that book was character because we hop in on the third murder Mm -hmm. so what officially makes her sister a serial killer exactly right so we're hopping in on the third murder and we do see her murder um somebody else um but not in the same way Mm -hmm. that she had murdered the other three well and we don't even know we don't even get any details on the second one no we only know about the first man that she murdered and the third man and then the fourth man and it was different though we assume that the second one was also with a knife yes right oh she uh i think she doesn't explicitly say it but like by the third one she was like oh so this she is, this is she uses the knife right this is so, her murder weapon exactly yeah. one once is whatever two is a pattern or two is a coincidence three is a pattern yes. or whatever yeah so i think that she's seeing the pattern right by the third murder yes absolutely and then the fact that she kills this other man in dubai um <laughs> via poison yeah right and this is actually interesting someone in my book club brought this up um because she was in dubai do we think that she was relying on her sister so the three murders with the knife that were bloody do you think that she was trying to involve her sister in all of the murders because she needed her sister to come clean clean up but then she's in dubai she's far away yeah and so she needs to do it as clean as possible that's so, so she uses so she uses poison because Corette isn't there to help clean up the mess for her i never even thought of that. i know i didn't either and someone in my book club brought it up and i was like oh damn wow they're yeah. thinking with the other part of their brain right we're like well, damn. <laughs> yeah i mean and it's totally true yeah. and like so let's let me let me just sidestep and just talk about Aula for a second because we talked about Corday a little yes. bit about her being uh just kind of OCD very very clean like a clean free well, and, and she's a nurse too. yeah and so I actually really appreciated that because at first in the hospital I almost thought she was cleaning staff did you mm-hmm. did you have a thought of that because she's bossing around the cleaning staff at first and it's not explicitly clear what she's doing but because because we know that she had cleaned up the murder mm-hmm. i assumed that like oh maybe she cleans at the hospital mm-hmm. because she loves to clean she's good at it because she's talking to the other cleaning staff but then she starts talking with the other nurses and i'm like oh she's a nurse yeah that yeah. that didn't hit me okay um but I, I could see how it would though yeah because i mean yeah she's she's um bossing around like muhammad and right and uh i want to i can't remember the other I, ca- I kept name. calling her gimp but she <laughs> it was a g Gimpe or yeah. something like that yeah. yeah um yeah he was flirting with the nurses and stuff like yes. that i just oh my god I'm like we i think we all know one of those oh, um yeah. but yeah like Aula was such a psychopath. Yes. Really. And she was 100%. she's a, a psychopath and then also just super super manipulative. Well, I actually thought she was more of a sociopath. Oh, did you get the feeling? One, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I get that I got them mixed up. She's 100% a sociopath. sociopath. Yeah. Yes, cuz the thing is like she has no guilt. None. None whatsoever. None. No. Like it's several times throughout the book, um, Corday. Do you want to? Do you want to check? It's probably still recording. 
probably, but still. Oh, <laughs> so <clears throat> back to this. Um, several times, Corday has to remind Aula, "Do not post on Instagram." Yes, don't post. And she's like, she walks in. She walks in. I mean, like, she is so she's so crazy. So she walks into that hospital with this beautiful yellow dress Mm -hmm. and she's just oh i'm here for lunch and i'm like girl like at least try and pretend right that your your boyfriend of you know only a month right whatever um just got is missing yeah Yeah. she she has to take social cues from her sister yes that's it you good yeah i thought i maybe put it on wrong oh no i'm good okay it just feels weird okay um yeah, she has to take social cues from her sister. Yeah. She has to, you know, she has to have her sister tell her, no, don't post that. Don't post that right now. You, you have to wait. You have to wait. No, wait longer than that. Yeah. She's like, how long do I have to mourn this guy's death? Like, right. you don't care at all. Nope. And and um, it just, she's, and she's so, so manipulative and I I think I already mentioned that but like I just I can't stop it so like there was I think there was um a point I think it was like when she told her like you have to you have to stop seeing Tade yes stop seeing him and she was like she she like whips around she's like why yeah and it's just like I when I was imagining this this scene I was just imagining someone with absolutely dead eyes yeah just dead eyes she has no why right she doesn't get it yeah why you how are you gonna stop me right you're not gonna tell anyone like like oh my god i don't trust her no not at all well and it's her personality is just so because she is so popular she is so beautiful and it's just so funny to me because it's like most people don't know when you're talking to someone like that no one knows that she's a sociopath no 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 one she plays it off so well yes okay Lindsay. i have this talking point i need to bring up because i it was boiling inside of me Lindsay. if you tell me that this book is not a combination of 27 dresses meets an episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit, then you are lying through your teeth. Okay, how is it 27 dresses? Oh, because of let's, the sister? Let's count all the reasons. One, you have this obsessive compulsive older sister who is responsible for keeping everything in order, right? Everything clean, everything in order, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. You have the younger sister who is beautiful, gets by on her looks Mm -hmm. and just basically reels in any guy that she wants. Then you have the older sister being in love with someone that's Tade and she's in love with him. He's like Mm -hmm. her boss, but then her little sister walks in, steals him away. Yeah. Okay. Holy crap. It is. 27 Dresses Meets Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I swear. Yeah. I, I was I was dying. I was like, come on. I know exactly what's going to happen because I watched 27 Dresses. Yeah. But it's but still so well done. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, but it's it's like a light book. It's about oh my murder, God. but it's a light book. It was such an easy, um, calm read. Yeah, it really was. It's, I had no like anxiety over any of it i was just kind of like yeah it's so chill because we don't 
actually actively see her murder anybody. No, no. Because we're also from Corette's perspective. So yes. she comes in at the, you know, after effect. And obviously there's mention of blood and bodies. I never felt like I was reading a murder book. No, all. never. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. Yeah. It, it, so well done. So, yeah. so well done. Um, but yeah, like back back to Aola for a second. Um, she, oh God, what was I going to say? Hold on. <laughs> I hate her so much. See, I actually kind of liked her mainly because I liked that I didn't like her as a person. I liked the characterization of her and how in the process of all of these murders and stuff, it was just very interesting. It was just interesting to see kind of inside her mind. I really liked when Corette was like, give me the knife. Mm -hmm. She refused. She was like, no, I'm keeping the knife. You don't know where it is. And then Corette is like, okay, I'm going to go find it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you won't be able to find it. And I thought that it was very obviously symbolic because it was the father's knife. Uh Um, And this is obviously isn't explicitly stated. Do you think that they murdered their father? They absolutely 100% together. Because because here's the thing. Like, all right. So with Aula, right? Mm -hmm. I think one, uh, this is just to sidestep for a second. I think one, the first the first murder, it, I think it, I don't think it was an accident, but I don't think it was 100% on purpose. I don't think she planned to kill him. Right. I don't. I think the second one, it was like, eh, maybe, maybe it's a coincidence, whatever. And then by the third one, you're sitting there like, okay. This, she's getting high off of it. She is. Now she's getting high off of it. Cause you can see she has no feelings afterwards. It's like, okay, now we have an issue. And then with the murder, like in terms of like them murdering their dad, mm-hmm. it's like you see, you see Aula, I'm sorry, you see Corday cleaning up all of her sister's messes this whole time. Yeah. And then it's not until the end of the book that you find out like her sister actually has something against her too. Right. She's hanging something over her head too, the murder of their dad. Right. I don't think I saw it that way, honestly. Really? So I do, I feel like there's multiple scenarios or situations mm-hmm. because it's not clear mm-hmm. if they did or not um i feel like aola was like they i almost feel like she they didn't murder their father but they did watch him die mm-hmm. and her taking the knife that he loved with all of his heart it was his most prized possession that he brought out at parties and told the story multiple different stories you mm-hmm. know different situations and they watched him die from, I think he, they, it's alluded to he that hit he head. hit his head and fell or whatever. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like they watched him die and Aola is trying to recreate that feeling with the power of, she's using the men as this is the father that I personally didn't get to kill. Oh, totally. Which could also mean that Corede did kill him and she didn't. And so that then she's using it. I mean, there, like I said, there's multiple situations or scenarios that it could be, mm-hmm. but that's kind of how I read it was that she is using these men that she's dating and killing them with her father's knife mm-hmm. to get that power over her father, mm-hmm. who used and abused them, you know, their whole childhood, and she didn't get to actually kill him. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how I saw it. Oh, absolutely. I will, uh, I'm going to turn this on its head a little okay. bit, though. Let's do it. You know what serial killers do, you guys? What do serial killers do? They take trophies. That's true. So I think 
that I think that Corday and Aola, I think that they did kill their father. Okay. To me, they killed their father. Mm-hmm. But to me, they... Because Corday, all she wanted to do was take care of her sister. Yeah. That's what she did her whole life. And that's what she, stro- what she was striving to do. Well, she was expected to do it, too. Expected to do it, yeah. yes. Um, and then she was always taking care of her. And then I think, I, I do agree with you. I think that she did get, like, a high off of that. And I think she wanted to recreate it. But I think that she took the knife as a trophy. Yeah. And I think that, I think that with Corday, she did it out of necessity. Right. We need to kill him if we want to survive. Right. And then for Aola, I think that it it awoke something in her. And she was like... I'm gonna, I want this. I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so just just crazy. Like yeah. it was it was amazing. And so I think I, I think that Aula is just clear and steady sociopath and and that that stupid knife is just it's a part of her. Right. It's a part of her. And I, I do I hated their dad so much. Yeah. Like, well, and we didn't really get to see a lot of him, but the parts that we did see, it was like, this fucked hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he is literally the worst. Well, and it's also interesting, like I said, about the appearances. You know, you don't know what's going on in a person's life. I could be looking at you, and you could be a sociopath that's really good at hiding it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not that you are, but that is what Aola is is basically you're like oh my god she's perfect she's beautiful everybody loves her but she's literally a sociopath um and I found it very interesting the family was very wealthy they lived in a big house they had a house girl they had house Mm -hmm. staff before or before the dad died and then after the dad died they got rid of all of their house staff because they didn't want them to know they didn't want people there who knew of their pain Mm -hmm. you know and they didn't want people there who like understood and probably also financially but um that they were wealthy their father was clearly in certain circles and and you know he knew a chief from a neighboring village or something like that and you know all these things and um but behind the scenes behind closed doors all these terrible things were happening he was a monster monster just he i mean yeah genuinely i was like good riddance to bad rubbish like he he basically tried to prostitute his daughter out that's what he was about to do right they 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 genuinely had to do something or else they wouldn't have yeah they wouldn't have made it and he i think didn't they say something about him being friends with a bunch of police officers too or something Um, like maybe maybe alluded to uh, yeah like maybe he he was friends with people in high places so if they didn't do something everyone would have believed him right no one would have believed them right and they would have and they would have paid for it later yeah well let that's a good segue into let's talk about the police situation um in in lagos is that how you pronounce it lagos yeah yeah Uh that's how i pronounce it i should have googled that okay yeah yeah. um so obviously it's not america no um the (laughs) fact that this woman was able to kill three people three of her boyfriends Mm -hmm. and no one made the connection yeah right which i think speaks to two different things the police are incompetent yes they're constantly being paid off we saw coraday pay off a police officer by the way really quick you know how he he wanted like five thousand naira or whatever however much he did he wanted i actually googled it to see how much that was how much was it 
twelve dollars. Shut up. <laughs> twelve American dollars. That yeah. is so funny. That's I nothing. Know. It's not. It's nothing to us. Right. But yeah, like she's like she's like. Oh, are you serious? Right. You're going to make me pay that much? And I was like, how much was the original? Because like, right. at first she was like, I only have 3,000 Nera. And he was like, give me 2,000 more. And she was like, what? Yeah. So 5,000 Nera is $12. That is so funny. 3,000 Nera is $7. What the heck? I know. Like, That's he, so funny. I know. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, so yeah, so the police are incompetent. They're being paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, they're clearly not even investigating or following the pattern you know but there could be a reason for that and my reasoning my thought of this is that aola was just kind of sleeping around she always had a different boyfriend and so i my guess is is that there's enough boyfriends in between the ones that are being murdered these Mm -hmm. are not in succession Mm -hmm. clearly um, because someone would have caught on. Like, yeah. didn't your boyfriend burn in a fire? Didn't that boyfriend go missing? This boyfriend went missing? Right. You know, like, it's... People would it would start thinking, especially with all of her social media. Um, so I think that there was enough boyfriends in between. And mm-hmm. these were short stints. You know, she was with Femi for a month. She was with... You know, we don't know the other ones, but we're. I'm assuming Peter it was... Peter and... Uh, some lot? I don't think something like that. She had mentioned a name for the second one. I feel she like. did. Oh, oh she yeah. did. Okay. I, it was, I think it was. I think it was Peter. But okay. I, I think. Um, yeah, but you know, I think that was short enough stints that no one caught on, mm-hmm. which was smart on her end, obviously. Yeah. And the fact that she's beautiful and everybody wants to date her, you know, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I think. I think it's interesting because the second her dad realized how beautiful she was, Mm -hmm. that was when he died. Yeah. He realized how beautiful she was and that he could use her for business deals and stuff like that. That was when he died. And I think that, you know, she dated guys who she, who knew how beautiful she was and who she could manipulate. Yep. And she manipulated them, mm-hmm. and then she killed them. And she got what she wanted from them, too. Yeah. Like, flowers, bracelets, mm-hmm. whatever. She got whatever she but wanted. Speaking of the flowers, because Tade was such a good guy, and obviously that's why Corette liked him, um, but I thought for sure that when she had said, oh, I like, did she like roses more or something yes. like that? And she actually said it uh-huh. to him. I thought for sure that he would be like, well, okay, I'm done with you. Like, yeah. you're a bitch. And he went and sent her the roses. Well, and that I she think she wanted. Yes, and but I think that that's part of her manipulation. Right. She's like, I I know what men want. Right. I'm gonna get what I want. Yeah. I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna tell you, and you're gonna do it for me. She doesn't feel guilty no. about saying something like that. Yeah. And she even told she even told Corday all they want is a pretty face. Yeah. And so she knows that she's beautiful, and she knows she can get what ever she wants just by saying it and she knows how to manipulate guys that's all she does right like that's her life that's her whole life literally like truly what what happened between you know when g-boy died Mm -hmm. and then when you know tade was so devastated he was like oh my god like we're like you know she's seeing someone else he like walks in he's just all disheveled And then Corday says, you know, you know, she doesn't deserve you. Um, and then he's, he goes off on her, which I want to step, yeah. I want to talk about that in a second. But then what happened between the time where he was 
so heartbroken and all this stuff g-boy dies and then tade walks in and the two of them just lock in a passionate embrace how did she get him to come back yeah how oh my god (sighs) it's amazing honestly so let's talk about this a-hole tade for a second i know you said he's a great guy but i actually uh I actually hate him. Well, he was a great guy until Aeola came into the picture. Very and then true. He literally was just thinking with his dick. That's all. Yeah. That's was, all. Was that why you sent me that text the other night? Which what what text did I send? You had sent a text was like that was like, why do you guys only think with their dicks? No, I don't think so. Okay. Why was I talking about that? Who knows? I no, I I know why it was. Okay. I know why it was because we were talking about an old coworker, and, oh, and I was oh, you're right. But I was I was very angry about that. Uh, but I was like, oh man, are, and then I was I meant to text you back and be like, no, I think that they were just they're just selfish. They're very self centered thinking sometimes, yes. not all of them. Yeah. But like sometimes gonna be very self centered. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but these guys, no, like Tade, he was such a nice guy. He was so wonderful, and then. Oh my god, it pissed me off so badly. Um, hold on one second. Turn down your. I'm burped. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, um, yeah, Tade was so wonderful, but then Aola just got her claws in him. She, she totally dug did. her claws yeah. in him, and then when you know when he's like devastated and stuff, she's like, "Well, you know, she doesn't deserve you." Here's the thing that pissed me off about that. Yeah. They were friends before. Shouldn't he trust his friend? And then he's seeing right here, right now, like the girl who he thinks he likes mm-hmm. is or not loves. texting or loves is not texting him back. Right. And and it's like your friend is still here. Well, and he's still not even getting. He's still not grasping it about Aola no. that she is a sleazy, you know, douche nozzle. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, uh, makes me so angry. And then he goes off on her. Yeah. And he never truly apologizes. I mean, no. he almost does a few times. Yeah. But then Aeola always walks in. And then he's just, he turns his attention to her. It's like those people who, like, the second they start dating someone, they just fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. I know so many of those. That's Tade. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, it just was so, so so jacked up that he just and he was like you know maybe maybe if you gave her more love she'd be ready to settle down it's like no oh my god let's talk about the mom favoring aola over corette their whole life their whole life and it's it's literally it's literally only because she was so pretty and i think that they thought that almost honestly it's almost the same way but in a better way, I suppose, that the dad did it. Because the dad, he knew he could benefit from her looks. Right. At some point, he knew he could benefit from her looks. I think the mom was a similar way. Yeah. I feel like she probably realized early on when Corede was young that she wasn't going to get along with her. That personality-wise, they weren't a match. Also, the fact that Corede mentions that she lo- she's an exact replica of her mother. Mm-hmm. She's like, I look in the mirror, or I look at my mom, and it's like looking in the mirror in, you know, 25 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so there's probably also a part of that that if, like, the mother doesn't respect herself or doesn't like herself, she's putting that on Corede. She's projecting, she's yeah. projecting. And then 
out comes this baby who doesn't really look like either of them, mm-hmm. who's gorgeous. Looks like a doll. Exactly. And the mom probably immediately thinks, oh, this is this is someone who I can be friends with. This is, yes. this is someone personality-wise we're going to get along. Mm-hmm. And then she rides that wave their whole fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Coretta gets the short end of the stick. Every day of yeah. her life. And then Sucks. I think that's why it angered me so much when, when Tade was being such a jerk. Because it was like, freaking poor Corday. She She's this whole time, she's been riding, she's been riding in, in um, Aeola's wake. Yeah. And, and it like, you know, she gets the short end of the stick when it comes to her mom's mm-hmm. love. She gets the short end of the stick when it comes to men. Yeah. Um, everything. And so, and then all of a sudden she loses her friend too. Yeah. Like, geez. It sucks. Geez. I know. I felt, I felt for her because she's awful. definitely the kind of character that I relate to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I feel you. Yeah. I think I didn't, I didn't really resonate with either of them. I would say maybe more Aula just because she's the younger sister. Yeah. But like, I don't think I'm particularly manipulative. No. I don't think I'm like I don't think I'm a serial killer. I don't think you are. Either. But like but you know, I, I guess I'm I'm I guess more like her because she's the younger sister. Right. But that's that's as much as we have in common. That's right. it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, her her mom just didn't do any favors to Corday. Mm-hmm. Didn't do any favors to no. her. I mean, I, and truly, I think it was like she was projecting. And then also, you think about it, like you know, her her husband, yep. her husband beat her, yep. and he would cheat on her right in front of her. He he had affairs. He would bring the woman home, and then when she's to like to their bedroom, to their bedroom, yeah. he would walk past her just like haha, and, and take the woman to their bedroom. Right. Um, and then he would just be like, okay, well, we're, you know, oh, nice breakfast or whatever. And I think that her mom really hated herself for yeah. that. So I think for that allowing it, to oh, happen. for allowing it yeah. to happen, for allowing herself to be, to be, uh, victimized, I suppose. But like, you know, you shouldn't, she shouldn't blame herself for that. Right. There, like it, you know, it's, it would have been very hard to, to be in that sort of situation. I also do want to call, uh, <laughs> my my uh my distaste for the use of the word yellow um in that scene because she says that her father brought home a yellow woman oh i don't even think i registered that yeah like yeah she said that he brought home a yellow woman and i don't know huh i wasn't a hundred percent yeah but i've definitely heard that term attributed to a certain race of people right and i was like oh my god is that what they're trying to say i don't really like that yeah um so i just want to call that to attention that i recognize that and and if it you know i don't know what it was meant to be but if it was meant to be that i didn't like it yeah well and also so you know this is a book that i've had on my radar for a while and i actually thought that it was a non-fiction book i thought that oh. it was someone writing about their experience with their sister being a serial killer. And so it was one of those things that I never really picked up, mainly because I was like, oh, I'll hear about it on My Favorite Murder, or you know, it'll come on my true crime radar, and mm-hmm. I don't need to read the book or whatever. Um, but then I was actually looking for um, lists of you know, uh, Black-authored mystery and thriller mm-hmm. books, because that's, that's my genre, that's what I love. 
And this was the first one on the list. And I was like, first thing I bought, immediately bought it. And I was so excited about it. And um, I wish I'd read it sooner, obviously. Um, but it's so funny. So I know I had mentioned Storygraph, um, which is the new yes. good, the new Goodreads, um, which I don't, I probably shouldn't say it's the new Goodreads, but it's a book tracking website. Yeah. And um, they have a really cool thing. So when you finish a book, you can put um, yes or no, like, did this book have diverse characters? Yes, no. And then it does percentage of how many people said yes or no. So that if you're looking at a book, you can say, oh, this 50% of people said this had XYZ and 75% said this or whatever. Um, and I thought it was interesting. So everyone said it was 100% diverse. Technically, it's not a diverse book. I was book just thinking that. <laughs> because everybody is from um, Lagos. Yeah, they're everyone. all there, they're all black. Um, they're all African and um, or Nigerian. Nigerian. Nigerian, specifically, yeah, specifically. Um, what would be a diverse book is if it was black, white, you know, Asian and yes. Hispanic and all these people all together in one book. That would be a diverse book. And this is something that I've learned recently. Stop saying that books are diverse. And you are diversifying your bookshelf by including books of all different authors, but those specific books themselves are not diverse. Yes. Because they're still focused on one particular thing, which is fine. Yes. You should read an array of books mm -hmm. from different authors, yes. but that doesn't mean that that specific book is diverse. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I, as you were describing it, I was sitting there thinking that too. I was like, I wasn't really diverse, because everyone's yeah. from Nigeria. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but no, absolutely. But it was also really cool to read a book about a different country that wasn't British. Oh, absolutely. Because that's all I read. It's American or it's British. Yeah. That's it. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I, I watch a lot of shows that are from other countries yeah. that take place in other countries. Yeah. But actually reading the books, I don't. Yeah. I want to really quickly touch on one of my favorite characters. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Murat. Yep. Murat was my what my favorite character. And I I was going to the chiropractor actually when I was reading I was um I was sitting in the chiropractor's office and I was reading the book and then it was like it came to the part where he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember your voice." So for everyone reading just to or for everyone listening just to uh kind of remind you Morat was the character who was in a coma he was in a coma and um Corday, she has so much going on in her head she's so stressed out because of all of this crap that she has yeah. to go through with her sister uh, that she needs to talk to someone so what she does is she goes into the room of a man who has been in a coma for a few months and she talks to him she tells him all of her secrets all of them she tells him everything she talks to him like he's a friend and and there's one point where she's actually at a party and she is so upset because she sees Tade the the doctor from her work and her sister together like a happy couple and she's just like I just want to go talk to someone maybe I should see a therapist yes you should Corday um <laughs> but or and she's like oh man I honestly I would just love to go talk to Morat which is the man who's in a coma um even though he can't he can't technically talk back but then what happens is one day she goes in oh and she tells him never mind yeah one day she goes into work 
and she's like, you know, oh my god, he woke up. Um, and she goes into his room, and she's like, she kind of. Do you remember anything? Yeah, yeah. She's like, he's he's like, oh yeah, you know, I I remember you. I remember your voice, everything. And she's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, uh, what else do you remember? And he's like, oh, I remember you said your sister's a serial killer. That was the best oh my god that was the best i read that just before i went in for my chiropractor because it's the last line Uh of that little chapter Mm -hmm. and i'm like whoa you can't just i can't believe you were able to stop reading i was like tell me more tell me more i i didn't i was like uh, okay i'll come back yeah i mean it was truly so well written that scene and you know she tries to convince him like oh you know yeah, comatose patients usually hear some you're, funny hal- you're hallucinating yeah you yeah. don't hallucinate whatever um but then i think he you know he requests that she's his nurse and so that he can spend more time around her and then he explains to her like um i think he brings it up again in a very casual way and then he's like you know a lot of people are murderers. <laughs> he's like he wants to comfort her yeah. because, like, I think he knows what he heard, and she, and at that point, she knows what he heard yeah. and what he remembers, and she's like, "Oh crap, I'm caught, I'm caught." But then he's like, he basically wants to wants to have her back. He wants to help her out. Yeah. And when she asks why, he says because I I like you, because I know you. Well, and because she was the only one, you know, even his family, like, was his wife cheating with his brother? Totally was. Like, you know, there's this whole situation. His family wasn't even visiting him. She was the only consistent person in Mm -hmm. his life while he was in a coma. Exactly. And he knew that. Mm -hmm. He felt her presence when he was in the coma. Yeah. He says that yeah. her she was the voice of his dreams. Yeah. I'm like, that is so sweet. That's Honestly, nice. if he wasn't like such an older gentleman, I will say, I would have wanted them to be together. Yeah. Part of me wanted them to end up together. but um, Or part of me wanted her to end up with his son. But then his son turned out to be a douchebag. Yeah, he so. was a dick. Well, when he first walked in, I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Mm. And then I was like, never mind. I thought, yeah, that's what I thought too. I was <laughs> like, oh, happen. this is predictable. I see what's going to happen here. And then like... Two sentences later, I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I love about this book is that, like I said, it's just the snapshot. We don't even really get resolution no. with anything. It's just so well written. I was satisfied. Mm-hmm. I love the characters. It was just this snapshot of time, and I just appreciated it. Oh, I just absolutely. thought it was a well-written book. I thought it was perfectly done. I'm just really impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I I really am too. Um, what do you think of the ending? So, see, I feel like I didn't feel like it ended. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it was just, it was great. Yeah. I didn't have any r- real feelings about it. I just felt so satisfied. I felt so satisfied closing the book mm-hmm. that I was just like, I'm going to read it again. So how do you feel? No, I, I loved it. Yeah. I loved the ending. Um, here's what I have to say about the ending. I feel like, um, okay, so we have Corday. We have her basically fighting against everything. Like she's like, I just want, I just want to stay out of jail. I just want to, I really want to do the right thing. I really want it, blah, 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 blah. And then right at the end when, um, Murat leaves he's like I want to stay in touch like here's my phone number yeah. you know I really don't want to lose contact and she's like okay great 
Um, but, but then, you know, obviously we have, you know, the really crazy ending, you know? Yes. Um, and then right at the end, she burns his phone number. Yeah. That right there, that right there is just, I think that Corday's actions in the last few moments of that book are speak volumes because I think now she's ready to just be an accomplice. Right. Well, yeah, because she is lying under oath, ascent, under oath, right? Yeah. She's with a lawyer, yeah, um, about her sister. Well, and that's why I just, I love the ending because it was still so open-ended, mm-hmm. but it was just so true to the characters that I didn't feel like it was anything really crazy. No. It was just what was expected. It was just another one. Yeah, and honestly, I could do a sequel. Oh, yeah. But it would have to be like, we would have to jump ahead in time, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I would just... I don't know yeah. if she would do a sequel. I don't think so either. No, I absolutely... No. Because I mean, it's so perfect as it is. As it is. You don't need to mess with it. Yeah. But I would take one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. My sister is still a serial killer. Yeah. My Damn. sister has killed five more men. <laughs> Oops. Maybe I should have said something sooner. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I really... Just the whole book overall, I had no... You know, usually I do feel something about the ending. I was just happy. It was so, it was, it was so, so satisfying. Good. Yeah. I, but yeah, like in that moment, I was just like this girl, I think that Murat was so, he was this kind of guiding light, even when he didn't talk to her because she had someone to talk to about her feelings, about her negative feelings towards the situation. Right. She had someone to talk to. She, if she talks to what's her face, Ayula, like nothing is going to come of it. Like, well, and Aeola maintained her innocence oh, yeah. that it was self defense the whole time. And Corde is like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you weren't murdering these men. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And by the way, like Tade in the end, his yeah. his betrayal yeah. of Corde. I, I think that they were both telling the truth. Like I think yeah. that I think that uh, what's her face uh Aeola was telling the truth that like yeah he thought it was you right I think she she has no reason to lie right. to her sister that's true she has none um and then <clears throat> and then I think that he was telling the truth that like oh well she tried to stab me like he, she tried right. to kill me I realized she's a serial killer you were right. right it's like well duh I told you that right like and you've known me longer like you should have trusted this right you should have yeah. um and I just the way that but Aula like it just ticked me off so much that she spoke so poorly of her sister when it's like your sister helped you clean up these murders. But I think that her speaking poorly of her sister to Tade was her insurance. Yeah. It was her insurance. Yeah, no, that's true. Her insurance that she wasn't going to say anything to him because if she did, she was going to incriminate herself. Right. Which is exactly what happened. Yeah. Like, holy crap and then yeah and then but then losing Morat him leaving and everything I think that was her her moment of realizing like this is actually just my life right and there's nothing I can do about it anymore and I think that had she held on to that phone number Mm -hmm. it would have been like her holding on to that that little last strand of innocence that was left in her life right but I think that that would have been too painful. So instead, she went full accomplice and burned the burned the, her one connection to someone who could keep her on the right path. Right. Well, and I also think it was her fulfilling her role as the older sister who 
stayed by the younger sister mm -hmm. and protected her and mm -hmm. because that's what she's been doing her whole life and she was like I'm just gonna keep doing it yeah exactly yeah so yeah I mean we love this book who do you see playing these characters? Yeah, so I was picturing for Aola, I was picturing Lupita. Lupita, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, yeah, because I could see her being a sociopath. I could see her being, I mean, she's absolutely fucking gorgeous. Oh my God, yeah. And then also the killing. I don't know, I could just totally see it. So it's like for me with Lupita Nyong'o, she has these sharp features, yes. these high, yes. beautiful Which wasn't bones. it... Um, was it you who said you wanted her to be the villain in Star Wars when we heard that she was cast? Who said that? I don't know, but I I understand. Yeah, I like when she was cast, thing. I someone said I expected her to be the bad guy. I expected her to be Sith, but like, and she oh wasn't. My God, if she was Sith, that would it would have so been cool. so good. But like, she has these big, beautiful eyes, mm -hmm. and like set against her skin because her yeah. skin is is quite dark yeah so her eyes set against her skin it's just such a beautiful combination yeah. she would have been just uh, awesome and yeah. then for Coraday, i just kind of actually imagine her looking like the author of yeah. the book who is absolutely beautiful she's gorgeous she's beautiful yeah. and like but she's just she has a very round face yes and i feel like was Corday uh, described as having a rounder face? I feel like that's, or maybe she described her mom that way. She, I know she described her body as being like not a Coke bottle shape, but being more boxy. Right. I don't know. So I, when I saw the author, I was like, yes, and this is who I picture. Honestly, often authors do that. That's where, true. Where they write the main character basically as themselves. I, right. I would have done that. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Please, and thank you. And remember to interact with us on Instagram. We love to hear your thoughts. Yes, we love to hear all of your guys' recommendations. And please do remember that we are coming out with some stickers, a line of stickers. They're going to be awesome. They're really cool. Yes, so uh, we can't wait for you guys to see them. All right. Okay. So uh, that's Lindsay. And that's Kayla. And we're saying see you next week. See you next week on Let's Talk About Books, baby. Bye. Bye.